Speaks This podcast where we speak in boldness and support each other in love. I have my two counterparts with me, Chastity and Chelsea. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. My cousin, my pal, my best friend, Dontavious. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here to join Speak Sis. This is just such an amazing opportunity. (laughs) Giving honor and glory to God. Yes, yes, yes. But no, I'm I'm really excited to be here and to be speaking on tonight's topic. Yeah, we so we're so happy to have you on the on the podcast, Dontavious. I'm so glad to be here. All right, so uh, Dontavious, we are going to talk about some societal issues today kind of put it out in the air we have a couple of questions about um how you feel about what the the how the world perceives masculinity and what does that look like and you know just share your experience if you're open to sharing it with the world and we kind of like vibe off your responses okay so um so if i'm getting the question right you mean the world's perception of masculinity as a whole yes as a whole in a general aspect and then we can go um, deeper into it well, I think most people, when they define masculinity, they look at it as, you know, um, aggress- something aggressive or extreme masculinity as something aggressive, something that's, uh, I don't want to say emotionally, emotionless, but um, something that shows lesser emotions than uh, feminine energy. So it's a very aggressive energy. So that's what uh, society sees it as a whole. But um, when it comes down to uh, personal relationships, we define that by strength, the meaning masculine, the meaning power, meaning control, meaning strength, and um, the lack of that meaning feminine. And the opposite of that is feminine, femininity. So why do you why do you think the world has developed this perception of masculinity of or of a of a man? Like you know what I mean? So where did this concept, in your point of view, come from? Um, I feel like. Part of it is uh, an innateness in DNA. So I feel like it is the it is built in uh, encoded in man's DNA to be uh, want to be the leader or want to be the protector. That's just encoded in their DNA. But then when you add in cultural aspects where the man is the lead and you know that stuff that adds more to masculinity. So you don't you don't really have as many uh, avenues to display that you kind of have to fit in a small little corner because uh, that that's is very clear and cut of what we define it as so that's that's kind of where it, it kind of developed from culture is just defining man is the leader and you know it just kind of evolved over time okay that's a good point of view so ladies sisters what do you guys think what is, what is your definition of masculinity um being that now he's kind of displaying his uh, you know, I think that what you said, um, I think that that's how I view it, too. I mean, that's generally how the world views it. Um, I do think, like, our roles are reversing, you know, in the, in our age that we live in, I guess. Millennial, yeah, millennial women who work hard, who, you know, you do it on your own, I feel like the definition is kind of changing and I think it's going to change even more as you know time goes on so yeah I kind of agree in a way um I do agree with what Dantavia said like you know you do expect 
the what well, I expect the man to lead. You know what I mean? Even though the roles are changing. Like say for example, I could be making more money than my significant other, but at the end of the day I still expect him to lead. You know what I mean? Regardless of how much money how much more money I'm making than him, I still expect him to lead. But um as far as like emotions go, I think that over time we have made men feel like they can't cry or they can't show emotion because that's a sign of weakness which is not true and like even with little boys we always tell them you know man up big boys don't cry they don't do this that and the third but you don't give them a chance to express themselves or express how they feel and so they grow up thinking you know I can't cry I can't show emotion and then that leads to some mental issues and you mad all the time and then you don't know why you mad all the time and it just goes back to something that happened in your childhood yes. you can't even get to the root of the problem yes so because in a sense we're speaking in an existence of what we are wanting to be we're wanting to be this hard shell thing that's right. impenetrable and you know, and they're trying to, okay, I really want to be sad about this, but I can't because, and so that's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to internalize that because you don't know how to deal with it because your natural way of dealing with it is, you, it's taught to be wrong. You right. Know what I'm saying? Because men and women experience the exact same emotions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think we can't, we have to stop doing that to our kids, especially our black boys, because black people, number one, we don't address a lot of things that go on in the community, like mental illness. We don't address those things. So we got to like, you know, stop it when we see it. You know what I mean? We can't like let our boys continue to grow up thinking they can't express themselves or show emotion or anything of that nature. Like these younger kids, they need to see me in expression expressing emotion. And even like when it comes to church they need to see men worshiping because they probably feel like that's a sign of weakness like i can't put my hands up and worship god because men don't do that when that's not true so and i know like from my experience just seeing it firsthand within my in my family um i have uh three nephews total but two of my nephews are older um and we had a death in the family and one of my nephews wanted to express his, you know, his his pain. And my other nephew, he was older. He's significantly older. But he was like, you know, don't cry. Man up. You have to be strong for the family. And I was like, in that moment, I was like, D- does he, though? Like, he's only 15. You right, know what I'm saying? Like, let right. him let him get it out. He's hurting. His, he's pain. He's in pain. So, like, you know, of course, I came over there. I said, you let it out. And he did. And eventually, both of them broke down. But... I don't why I don't understand where it comes from and I guess we can't you know I know we're just talking about it and we're not like you know researching this topic in depth but it just really puzzles me that our world we have a world view on that I think too like years and years ago like let's just say like back in slavery time I feel like they probably didn't have time to cry it was just kind of like, boy, you know, you got to stop crying because we got to get this done. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you, they didn't have time to express emotion, and it probably just carried over from generation to generation. Like, I can say I've never, the men in my family, I have never seen not one of them cry, like, ever, mm-hmm. ever. I, I was going to say that, too. I think it goes back to, like, slavery. And yeah. just, like, you know, the men had to be the backbone. They had the family, to be the backbone. You know, they had to be strong because they would see their wives being beat, raped, and, raped, and their children being beat. Mm-hmm. And they had to be strong for their family. And I just think it's just a, a, a unknown black thing that we just, we carry that on. We are strength as black people. We're strong. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, which not we, I mean, we even have that way with women. I mean, it's like, even mm-hmm. black girls to me, 
you know, I feel like they have just a tad bit stronger personality than other racial groups. Like, I feel like it'd be Latinos and black girls. And then, you know, baby, I feel like we almost right there together, the Latinos and black people. I mean, mean, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I'm just saying, like, even, it's just, I made by our cultures that we have a slight inclination to, I don't want to say aggressiveness. We do. I'm not going to say aggressive, but I'm going to say high spiritness. And that's where the angry black woman comes from. Because even the way, I mean, we're known for janking. We're known for all this high energy. Our music is high energy. That's just something we're, we're passionate. For. We're passionate. When we speak, that's we're why passionate. I feel like our contribution to society and the world is, you know, maybe not, you know, physical things. It's a spiritual, cultural mm-hmm. thing. That's what we connect on as black people because we're not known for having <clears throat> the world's riches, but we're known for having style, culture, you know, a spiritual connections, you know, real stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. And so I feel like now. The problem now with masculinity is we don't really have it being taught. I mean, we don't really, in the black community, we need a lot more real fathers to be in there to teach their sons how to deal with their aggressive angerness, how to, mm-hmm. how to do Because at some point, no matter what the son, he's going to grow up and his, his mother, no matter how good of a mom she is, she's going to lose control of him because you no, know, she ain't going to be able to control. At that point, she ain't going to be able to. I don't care who she is. She ain't gonna be able to control her son. So it takes sometimes a man, a father, to be able to that who can understand that particular energy. It's kind of like when females talking to their daughters about certain things. You know what I'm saying? A, a man can't tell his daughter about when this experience is about to happen and how to interpret it because he's never really dealt with that particular issue. Yeah. And I feel like when there's certain things, when a man, a woman can raise a guy and teach him certain things, but a bird can't learn how to fly from a cat. You know what I'm saying? A bird got to learn from a bird. Yeah. And so I feel like a guy, a boy, has to learn how to deal with his emotions from a father because he's supposed to deal with them, but he's supposed to deal with them differently from women. Yeah. So oh, I was going to say, what do y'all think? Because like we know that a lot of black men are either you locked up, dead, or gay. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, how do we resolve like single? parenthood like because it seems like the problem is single parenthood the problem is that women have to take care of children and raise boys and they don't have the father figure like how do we resolve that in our in the black community I, that's a I don't honestly I don't have an answer for that I don't because it, it's such a it's a broad thing it's so you can't broad really say do this if we do this one thing because it's something it, you know? it could be anything wrong with the fathers that are not in their children's lives like you don't know the situations even sometimes it's people whose their father is there in the house with them and they still don't have a relationship yeah and that yeah. still can you know be that's still something that could affect them later on in life that happened yeah. so with my friend yeah my that's friends. happened to one of my friends too she was like her dad his definition of love was providing there was no like emotional relationship ain't no i love you how you doing you okay none of that it's just you got food you got clothes that's it you know what i mean and there was no relationship i think like you know from a broad perspective i guess majority of the people who who were raised without fathers are really taking the role in fatherhood to me these days you know what i'm saying like (laughs) I mean, like, far as boys, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so, I feel like we went through a big wave of, like, fatherlessness. I can't, you know, point out the time in particular, but, like, I think from that, the the men from that era, 
kind of was like, you know, I don't want to be like my dad. Majority of them, I think. Mm-hmm. And then most, I mean, some of them kind of like didn't have that, you know, that model to look after. So they do their own thing. I think it, it's getting better piece by piece, small bit by bit. What this, do you think? I think now what's, what the, I really, this is what the thing, I think the issue is for black people. And, and this is the truth in it. We are just now recently having um, an era outside of what we consider freedom. I mean, our people have had to live a life of restriction up until like the 1970s. You know, my mama was born the same year that Martin Luther King was assassinated. He was still marching at this time period doing speeches to let us have full rights. You know what I'm saying? We've our our uh, identity has been defined by oppression and weakness and demeaning this. I remember taking a class in college, an art class, and right before we took the, got ready to get to the part about when they did offensive art about black people, the teacher was like. Yeah, I just want to let y'all know that this is what art, this art area is really, you know, racial and that they always did it demeaningly. You notice that the black children was lower than the white children. I'm like, that's what we've been defined by. So now we, we have us outside of this and we're trying to create our own identity. And when you have the system attacking us at every angle with drugs to target to remove the black man from the family um, a social programs that specifically say we'll give you food we'll give you housing but you can't have a man there in the house so it's just destroying the black family and that's why you having so many issues that's causing you know single single parent households because so many people are willing to stay in a safety net for survival you know what I'm saying Dang, that's deep. yeah that's true that's and deep. a lot of men just have pride like, and I think that kind of goes back to my situation. Um, I don't want to speak on it too much, but I just, I feel like some men just need to like lay their pride aside and face your problems, face what's going on in front of you, face your reality. A lot of people don't do that. And that's just not, that's not just men. That's women too. We don't face reality. And I feel like if we could come to groups with what's going on with us, then we could finally address it and get past it. You know what I mean? Um, but something else I wanted to talk about is rejection. I feel like black men do not know how to deal with rejection well. And I think that's something like we should start. I think that's something that the mothers and fathers, but particularly mothers, would have to start like pouring into their children, especially black men. Because I don't like hearing stories about black men who kill themselves or try to kill someone because they broke up with them or something like that. Like they don't want to be in a relationship anymore. Like that's nobody else's life is worth your own. So like, what can we do to stop to help our kids learn to deal with rejection? Mm-hmm. Whether it's in relationships, on the job, anywhere. Teaching self value. I mean, that's what it goes down to black one. people is we have to learn how to define ourselves with self value. Our entire history has been we have to go into a place and like we said, still double prove ourselves, even in the back of our heads, because we mm-hmm. think to ourselves, okay, we we feel like we the one that made it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And, and so we have to double prove ourselves because it's not expected of us. You know what I'm saying? And so teaching our kids self value that no matter what happens, no matter what, no matter say you worth something, people gonna say you not, people right. gonna put you down, people gonna people everybody ain't gonna like you, but you're still worth something, and so you don't have to do something to make yourself feel better. Yeah, and and speaking on value too, it's certain stuff that we say just as a black community that we gotta stop saying because it's little stuff, but it can actually carry over. Like you know when you little, excuse my French, but you know you see some people you like your little black ass, mm-hmm. like kids can grow up thinking like I'm black, I'm not, I'm not 
pretty or something like that. I don't look good. I've been called black my whole life or something like these badass kids. You a badass kid. Like I saw that on Twitter. They was like, stop calling little black boys badass kids. Like stop saying that. Teach them what they need to be doing and stop calling them bad. And I agree with that. I don't want you calling my child bad. Because yeah. well, he's, I feel like when you say certain stuff, you're, you're speaking it into speaking over their over life. Them. And mama, that's how my mama raised me. Oh, she is too bad. Oh, she's two years old. Right, she, she too. <laughs> like Kate me. Williams said, your baby's supposed to like Skittles. You mad because she picked up some Skittles at the store. <laughs> exactly. She too. They're supposed to throw stuff on the floor right. and fall out. I mean, that's what they're going to do. You they only have two years of experience. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. They, brand, they, they can barely talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've learned that a lot with my own child. It's like some stuff that I used to see other kids do. I'd be like, why is these kids doing it? But I see it in my child. I'm just like, he's a baby. Like, he doesn't know any better. He only knows right now what I teach him. You know? I died when she gave him that lemon. God, he he slapped it out my hand. (laughs) 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 He he might be one, but he got six. I would die. I tried to give him that lemon. He slapped it clean out my hand. (laughs) And then he slapped Naya in the face and kept doing it. (laughs) I feel like, though, but when it really comes down to masculinity, we have to act. I think, for one, we have to, um, because I feel like you have masculine women, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. masculinity isn't something that just applies to gender, because there's masculine women, there's masculine men, there's feminine women, there's feminine men. So, that, that aspect is a genderless thing. We've got to stop putting on gender, because some people are just naturally going to be one of the ways of one of the other ones. They're right. just going to naturally be And we, we have to be careful how like we describe people. Um, based off those categories mm-hmm. like you know take someone like me who always been into sports and been like a tomboy mm-hmm. like who always played basketball I would be labeled a lesbian you know what I'm saying because it's like you don't like anything girl like stuff like you got a little masculinity you about you you, wouldn't, you remember you didn't have a purse you didn't have a purse you had what was that the, the, little, the, the, the bag the bear, on the yeah. back you know all my friends had purses I don't have a purse you know what I'm saying so it's like we have to be careful on how we like, you know, judge people in that aspect. You, you know, what I'm saying you, you don't, you don't owe them. I mean, they don't owe you anything. Mm-hmm. They don't owe you explanation about their lives. But we're we're quick to be like, he's gay, she's gay. And, and see, and that's and that's the first thing. And then me and my dad was on the phone talking about this when he was talking about some little boy. <laughs> Lord, that's my dad. Like, <laughs> he was talking about some little boy. He was like, I was at some. He was like, he was at some friend house and. The little boy was like six years old. He was like the way the little boy came in now, and the way he he was touching. He said, "No child, boy, or girl would touch somebody like that." He said, "I just don't want him around me." I said, "There you can't." He <laughs> was like six years old. I was like, "That you?" I said, "You can't do that." I said, "He said, well, I don't want him to say I, I did anything wrong to the boy." I said, "I understand that." But I'm just saying, you can't, if you're going to visit his friend, you can't just be like, I don't want your son around me. Like, that just don't make no sense. <laughs> I'm like, and then, and then you speaking over what he's going to be right now, and he don't even know what sex is. So how, exactly. can you, how can you define his sexuality when he don't even know what sex is? Come you on. know, that's, that's why I that's seen deep. something, this little baby. She was a baby. Probably, she. I know she wasn't even one. She had her legs up, and the caption was like, the daddy was trying to put it down. Some, she not finna be a hoe. She don't even know what that is. Like, what do you mean? She's a baby. Like, what are you talking about so, but to that point though you don't think that that's the age where we kind of teach them gender roles or teach them what is like right or wrong but gender roles is I'm one not... thing but sexuality is another yeah. you can tell a boy go play basketball but it ain't got nothing to do with him wanting to have sex with another female or girl you know what i'm saying yeah okay I get that's saying. something that develops when you hit puberty when you start knowing what sex is when your body starts changing you know what i'm saying but how can a person 
go ahead and say, oh, well, he's six years old and he wants to do, he wants to paint. That makes him gay. Oh, okay, you know what I'm saying? Because you yeah. don't even know what sexuality is. Yeah. Gotcha. That's I get it. But nobody ever like sat me down and was like, this is what a girl is supposed to do. I don't think you should. I feel like it just came natural to me. Like I became like my own person, but it's like, I didn't want to do anything that guys were doing. Like I was just interested in things that girl, little girls were doing. So do you think that's defined though, but by society? It it could be in a way because you know, people, they buying you Barbie dolls. If they would have bought me basketballs, maybe I would have liked basketball or football. Who knows? But it, in a way, yeah. And that's why I think it cripples our, and it goes back to masculinity, when it, I think it cripples our black boys because we automatically, especially when it comes out, like when I was looking at wearing this to my daddy, he wouldn't have found more masculine. Like to me, he, he'd say this all the time. Well, women, you know, they, because I work outside, I get dirty, they probably won't want a man like that. But if they want a man that's clean cut, he was like, well, he ain't really work. I said, well, you mean to tell me if I own my own business or if I'm working in the office, that doesn't mean I haven't worked. Mm. We define, he defines real manlyhood by dirty, work, by working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so Keep I feel like we, we put our black boys in a category where they're not going to really, now it's, it's changing, but <clears throat> a lot of them weren't in a category to where it was like sports, 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 sports. That's the ultimate masculine thing you can do and that's going to probably provide more opportunities for you. Painting and all of that other stuff and, you know, anything that's not at, on the academic sense, you know, anything that's not that, do that because that's going to be something that's going to be. Y'all don't think we're getting out of that wave though? I think we are. I, I, th- think I really are. think that, and I really uh, think that we are the millennials mm. are really kind of taking the the torch with that. You know, we would have people disagree with us on that, but like, I really think that we, the millennials, has put a made a big contribution to like expressing expressing freedom within ourselves and going back to the natural lifestyle and all that stuff. Yeah. I think we're I think we're shifting. I think we're in a transition mode, but. We I could th- very well be. Yeah, I think this I, next generation is going to be the. The people who really like take it over. They're gonna. They're gonna I'm be the worried. We see that root. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about them. We're gonna see the fruits of our labor. I'm worried. From them. Yeah, so. we will. This is the, this is the issue I'm having with everything. While we are in this birth of technology, well, we're in this technological age. We were the millennials when that whole shift happened. Like I remember playing the mud cakes, and then I remember dial up. Uh, and dial then boom, up. You yeah. know, what I'm saying? internet we at were, your fingertips. We were mm-hmm. seeing all of that happening. Okay, so to me, I feel like relationships have become less, you know, genuine because you can... We was just talking about this last night. I wrote a blog about that. (laughs) (laughs) Relationships have become less genuine because of that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it helps. I mean, you influence. I mean, to call you quicker so I can pick up the phone, can get in contact with you. But social media has made us... I don't know what it's done to where... It's just like, no, we need to put that much It's a disconnect. It's a disconnect. A huge disconnect. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because it's supposed to be connecting us. But it's really a disconnect. Because it's not genuine. It's genuine, but it's like, I can feel you. I can touch you. I can see your facial expressions. I can experience you as a human being versus the pictures that you put up. Because the pictures and stuff that we put up, the things that we put on Facebook and Instagram and all these places, the best versions of our interpretation of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's kind of like, you know. That's a good point. And then we got to understand too that, 
there, there's no such thing as one version of ourselves because everybody sees us completely different mm -hmm. in a different way. I mean, all three of us know you, but we all know you in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we, we can see your face right now, but we experiencing you differently because we see you differently. You know what I'm saying? I think, too, the internet, 2018 internet compared to, like, 2009 internet is even different. Hey, like, yes. it, it, was, it wasn't it was at this point in 2009, you know what I mean? But now, I'm just, like, social media, man, we I, come to a point where you got to take a full let me break, tell you know what I mean? what she did to me. I'm going to put it out now. She meaning um, Chastity on the Species? Oh, uh, okay. no. Adesha. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that hey, up. Let me, okay, so, this I'm telling you, this is when Dolly up was popping. She gone. Why you looking nervous? Now she looking like I don't know what they were about to say. I know, no, I know what he about to say. <laughs> yeah, AOL things. Yeah, remember the AOL stuff? I used to kill them things. I ain't gonna lie. I go up in Walmart and be like. We free internet free ten hours. <laughs> we done did it together. We said, okay, you know what we're gonna do this together. You get five hours, I get five hours. <laughs> I decided to let her go first. <laughs> so I'm at home thinking like, I know she's gonna use her because at first we were supposed to do it where like you just time your own time. But I think I'm like she's gonna probably use every time I would try to dial in to check it, she'll be on it. <laughs> I get up one day thinking, okay, let me get up. I got up early, I was the past I said, well, I can get on the internet now, do my five hours. I get up there, that thing went, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and it was still slow. What's going on? She didn't use the whole 10 hours. You was on there for 10 hours? But it used to be like that, though. You, I used to be on there long hours. Because the chat it. rooms and everything. Listen, what was it? Bebo, Tag, Black Planet. MySpace. Let me tell you, I had no business <laughs> on half of them sites uh -huh. that I was on. None whatsoever. Like, on there talking crazy. We was on chat route. MySpace was the chat room. Chat route. Well, we used to be in chat route. Me and my best friend, we used to call a, a chat line. And it was like a line where you could call. It would be people from all over, no, like, different I used, states. My brother used to do that all the time. And it was this one girl. I cannot remember her name, but she was always in the chat room, and people had beef with her. Like, everybody had beef with her. But they was like, show yourself. Like, everybody in the chat room be like, show yourself. Post yourself on MySpace so we can see what you really look like. Like, everybody was going on, and my name was Reese's. And my best friend, her name, my best friend name was, I mean, my best friend name was Lotez. That's the names we would go by. And we would tell everybody we was Reese's and Lotez. <laughs> and we just be talking to folks from all over the United States, girl, out of control. My mama should have snatched the whole computer away from me. I know, we were showing But think about it now, though. They yeah. have access quickly to everything. everything. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be scary. It is. But, you know, that's that's that means, for one, when technology is already the advanced level that it is now, it's overpowering the need for as many humans as we have. Yeah, because, they're going to start taking jobs. I mean, I'm like, we have little kids are getting tablets for, <laughs> that used to be the thing. Be, oh, I'm so professional with a tablet. Now, little kids are getting TVs and tablets and mm -hmm. cell phones. That means all of us, even as adults, have these things. We're kind of getting at a point where the need, we have like 360 million people in America. How many dang jobs will we get when these people, you know what I'm saying? We're outsmarting ourselves with this technology. Too many people. That's a good point. That's a good point. I never thought about it like that. I never thought about it like that. Well, that's a good point. I, I think that the biggest takeaway from, from this conversation, talking about masculinity and even with social media, is us just realizing that we have to be self-aware. Mm -hmm. Like... Even when when you are a woman and you looking at another woman and you seeing that she has like 
tendencies that are, are relatable to masculinity, you know, or like that's manly, quote unquote. Um, we don't have to. I don't have to like judge her right off the what I see of her. You know exactly. what I'm saying? I can self reflect and be like, Daisha, you don't know her. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Or versus social media. Being like, hey, Daisha, when the last time have you actually sat down and have a conversation with Dontavius about how he was doing in life versus cell phone and social media? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's true. And, you know, because I think, and I don't know, I am a person that I self-reflect a lot. We've shared that already. But I think that's part of it. Just looking back at yourself and being honest. Sometimes, yeah. though, y'all, do y'all feel like people make their social media life seem more interesting than they actually are? Yes. Cause it's like on social media, you you appear one way, but when I meet you, it's like you low key boring. <laughs> like not no tea, no shade. Like you you just not as interested yeah. as you made yourself appear yeah. to be. Yeah. Like maybe if I met you before the social media, then it wouldn't have been that way. So, um, Dontavious, do you have any other like you know experiences, comments on the topic? I know that you know me and you talk about this a lot. Um, my listeners, Dontavious and I were cousins, and we grew up together, and we have a lot of history. Um, and a lot of dark nights, and <laughs> winters <laughs> with one heater in the house. <laughs> I know we had some, we had some good old times in good old good old country, good old country. Yeah, so like um, I just feel like no, just my experience is just that you know, I've been able to be around a lot of different people, and I can see that certain people um they're influenced by their environment heavily. A lot of people are influenced by the way their parents raise them, and I can see that, you know, culturally, we we don't tend to have a sense of flexibility how we see our boys. Like, I feel like we have such an over-investment in girls that, you know, it's kind of, like, when you look at clothes, I mean, you can go into a store, and it's like, one corner is a guy corner, you know, 85% of the store is girls, and if you go to the mall, it's like 9,000 stores in there for girls, and then you got pageants for girls, and you got this for girls, and you don't really have all these different diverse things for boys except football, basketball, and Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. You know we got to start mm-hmm. pouring into them because we, you know, like we said, if we're neglecting them in that way emotionally and mentally. And then they grow up and we expect them to act a certain way or do certain things. And it's like, now you mad at them. But they weren't taught. You know what I mean? So, you got to. I was going to say, even earlier when we were talking about value, we were talking about, like, how men may not value themselves. Yeah. I think that even, like, on social media, everything that we see is all about valuing the woman like yeah. girl know your worth i mean even but when it comes down to wedding, know they worth too yeah they sorry, can. I didn't you, but even when it comes down to wedding i mean it's referred to as the woman's day you know like ain't they both get married that's true they both are but honestly to that note though most guys be like i don't care about that miss. because we tell them not to because we say that it's and so i think that's what it is they've been conditioned to yeah. just not care yeah. or to say oh i don't really care about I mean, that but it's like no babe like, babe what color i want oh, you to that future i want it looks really great i don't like that you'd be like, 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 yeah. you know <laughs> like ouch uh-huh. i ain't gonna lie i would i would i would low-key be side eye mm-hmm. you know my boyfriend would be like actually i really like the pink and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what, is, why is that? <laughs> what? You really like the what? Is he like absent of taste now that I, you know, I don't know where it comes from. I just know that will be my natural reaction. I'll be like, because you, it's supposed to be not expected. It's supposed to be that it's the girl's day. She plans it. She does this. The only thing that he do is plan his bachelor party and then he show up at the wedding. Right. And that makes mm-hmm. it too easy. That's and also, it. even if he would have just. 
he if he would have recommended blue or navy or green, it's pink. You know what I'm saying? You know, like maybe I he mean, has an eye for yeah. fuchsia. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe he might. I mean, I mean, because remember, color has no gender to it too. Pink actually used to be a, a boy color, and blue used to be a girl color because pink is considered more bright and vibrant and fun, and blue is more docile. And so that's what they reflected in terms of boys and girls. But now we just speaking of blue, numbers. y'all know that on Blue's Clues, Blue was a girl. Bruh, I did not know that. And Magenta was a boy. I did not know that. I didn't, I didn't know Tweety Bird was a boy. Yeah. I did. We, I, I knew that. A lot mm-hmm. of people just didn't assume because it's a tiny little cutesy thing that we consider that to be girlish, to be tiny and cutesy. Boys are big and rough and tough and girls are tiny and cutesy. You know what I'm saying? We, we've just find that's how we define gender and things like that. Even when it comes down to sexuality, women can own sexuality a way that men can't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, you know, and I feel like we put males in a small box and then we put black males in an even smaller box, you know, that they can not really do. Because even white males, they can be, they can play sports and they can they be can the warrior. Wear, wear but, rompers. Yeah, they can, I mean, they can do white boys. <laughs> they can could wear, wear short shorts and they can wear tight, them little tight And nobody uh, would say anything. Shorts, but... And other white folks are saying, oh, he has on those tight skateboard shorts. He's gay. You know, every little anything outside of aggressiveness in our community, it becomes considered gay immediately for males. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we have, like, what? how do you deal with your male son that's growing up that don't want to play sports? He might want to, you know, be an academic or he might want to paint or he might want to dance or whatever. How do you deal with that and let that still be you known? That's also masculine or manly or whatever. I don't want to limit my child to to just a basketball or a football. Like I don't want, I don't even. I want him to find what he wants to do, but I don't want to say, you know, this is what little boys do. You gotta play. No, you don't. If you want to go play the piano, son, go play the piano. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't want to limit him to that. But you know, that. even to dive a little deeper in regards to relationships. I think us like black women, we have a responsibility in that aspect too, and black men, you know, um, about like you know not judging someone based off the way they think they're supposed to be, you know, in regards to if they're gonna date them or not. For example, Chance, um, his girlfriend. Everybody been talking about her because they say she looks a little manly, mm-hmm. and they said that she she looks like a man, mm-hmm. but she's not. You know what I'm saying? So like. Because we define want femininity as not being aggressive, so anything that's like that, we consider it to be over the masculine for a female. Yeah, I I agree with that, and I I just understand, and I have to think about myself. You know, like if I can be honest, would I date a guy that is not perceived to be as masculine? You know, and even if my um in my in my um vocabulary, you know, what I'm saying of what it, what I think it means, and. It just really just made me be so self-aware and my eyes open. You know, fortunately, I mean, I don't, I won't have to worry about that. But I'm just saying, like, if that was the case before. Yeah, I mean, but I, that's, I feel like that's so limited. And I feel like also a lot of senses is a lot of people can go without finding mates because we have the back of our mind is we want people to, in a sense, revere our relationships and stuff and respect them and if uh says from a female's perspective she's dating someone that's defined as weaker than her no woman wants a man that's weaker than her then that's gonna be a turnoff and then you know you're gonna limit yourself because in a sense the way a real uh a real man regardless of how he acts is gonna have a he's gonna have a real man inside of him push him to the limit and i mean like in a way of like a, the female push to the limit. i'm saying but he'll put a man in the corner he'll come out as a man and if he know how to 
play his role no matter how he act if he with a woman he's gonna play his role as a man he's gonna let you know that i got this you so know how that? does that look in your definition well um for one a man has to show assertability you talking about how does that look in terms of to relationships just, yeah in terms of relationships well he has to show his assertability to who he's dealing with so uh, uh Especially in the culture we live in where women like the approach, you know, from the man. He has to show his assertability, you know, with what he wants in his pursuit and consistency. Um, of course, the woman has to not be, you know, not be easy. And if she's, if she's a woman who's trying to find a relationship, it's not be easy. But he's going to show that he's consistent. And he's supposed to just be respectful. And and he's supposed to show you that he's paying attention to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, really engaged in what you're talking about. That to me is what that really is. Not really a, oh, let me just grab you over the threshold because I can pick you up. I mean, that can come with that, but all men are gonna be six seven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No matter how they act, they're gonna be either one, they're gonna be tall, they're gonna be big, they're gonna be. I mean, they're gonna be different sizes. So there's no such thing as a set standard of what a real or what a man's supposed to be his size or anything because we all come different. Like even with black people, we're talking about that at work. There's no. Ideal look for a black person because me and you black, we different. We all different colors. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So and we and we go from really really light to really really dark. So there's no set standard to what you can say a man is in terms of how he acts. A real man is like a real woman has some certain principles, but other than that, he can be any other way in how he def- you know define his own personality. Mm, that's, deep. that's good stuff, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, yeah, no problem. For being part of our podcast, like no we problem. we really really appreciate it. We appreciate your input, um, and please don't be a stranger. No, yo, definitely. Y'all got to call me back on there. Um, I'm trying to actually do something myself. I'm trying to uh, if I can get. The hardest part for me is. I do like con- I like to do controversial things a lot. You know, just because <laughs> I like to really Go get to because I feel like Grinders. I'm I'm more of a person where. I feel like you have to change the world and you're not going to change the world by talking about, even though I love Real Housewives of Atlanta, you know, just talking about stuff like that. That's good, but I like to talk about real things. Like, you know. You like to challenge people. I like to challenge people. Yeah, and so challenge them what they think. I can't find other people who really bold enough to get online and say anything about a hard topic because they're so scared about what other people are going to say or think. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, you only get one life and you can die at the end of the day, so you might as well speak on how you feel because right. once your eyes close, you don't get to speak Speak no your truth and show and show love and appreciation to those yeah, around you. Yeah, all you do is to show people that even though we disagree, <laughs> Sorry, we can love there. each other. You know I what love y'all. We love you, you too. too oh. I'm just kidding. I love you too, Daisha. You vary in my feelings. Daisha tells us that she loves us every day. Every five That's what I'm saying. About 15 <laughs> times a day <laughs> you got to you're supposed to that's true though you never know when it can be your last time and i'll understand you know yeah. what i'm saying you never really know so right <laughs> <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the speak sis podcast we're so grateful to have Dontavious. um if you have any questions about the topic on masculinity just hit us up at ask speak sis at gmail.com that's a-s-k speak sis at gmail.com or you can hit us up on twitter or Instagram at at speak sis until next time friends.